All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. They're coming to get you, Barbara. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Here's Johnny. Vanity. Definitely my favorite city. <laughs> I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. The power of Christ compels you. This is my boomstick. What's your favorite scary movie? What up, horror heads, and welcome to Shiver, a horror movie podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Daniel DeBona. And I'm David Uyoa. And we are back together for the first time in like a month. a month. Yeah. Yeah, because there was the episode where I had no internet and you had Ish. Then you were right. in Costa Rica and I had Nick. And then mm -hmm. uh, last week we were just crazy. You getting caught back up me, and me getting some stuff taken care of. And yeah. but we're back now. And not only are we back, but we're back with something brand new for you. So Dave and I had the idea that we were going to do the movie You're Next. Dave had never seen it. I liked the movie. So we were going to do it. We started discussing and we were thinking, ah, well, maybe we could do uh, a double feature or a month of home invasion movies. And when we really started thinking about it, we realized that when it comes to your subgenre of your home invasion horror, there's not a lot of analytical analysis to be no. had here there's there's not a lot of breaking down of these movies it's really just about enjoying them and being scared so we were trying to find a way to spice it up a little bit and we came up with the idea of what if we put two of these movies from the same subgenre head to head and determine a winner so thanks to a friend of dave's i forget who gave us jeanette the, yeah yes thank so you thank, jeanette so thank you to jeanette welcome to the first ever shiver thriller throwdown Bum, and, bum, bum. and this time around for our inaugural thriller throwdown, we are going to be doing home invasion movies. So we're going to be looking at The Strangers from 2008, and we're going to be looking at Your Next from 2011. Two movies from the same subgenre, mm -hmm. but drastically different home invasion movies. And so here's kind of how it's going to work. Instead of our normal outline of having talking points, we've just got some categories. And for every category, we'll discuss what we think. Dave and I each have a point to give out in each category. We'll assign our point to one of the movies. And at the end, whoever has the most points wins the Thriller Throwdown. Yep. Pretty simple. Pretty simple. But let's see whether or not we can convince the other one to cast their points the way that we see they should. Right. Right. So, and we uh, haven't discussed this, by the way, like what, where we are leaning one way or the other. Usually we, uh, we just kind of say, uh, like, yeah, thumbs up. I like this, or I don't like this. Uh, maybe a quick chat before the show starts. We both really like these movies. Yeah. Uh, both of them. So like this, this is like anyone's game right now. Agreed. This is uh, this is one that can definitely go either way. It's just going to come down to whether or not the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. Right. So yeah. mm -hmm. let's get into getting a sum of the parts as we start off with our first category. And that is story. So, like I said, on the surface, both of these movies are home invasion films. Mm -hmm. The terror comes from within. Right. But the question is, which story do you like better? How do they each break down for you? So here's the thing. There's not an awful lot of story in either. Right. I think that there's more character development in uh, The Strangers. I think that there's more plot development in your next. I yeah. don't know which is better because something that you and I discussed when we were first throwing out this idea is that your characters don't really matter. And your story doesn't really matter. All you want to see is some people get the shit scared out of them. Right. As, as, as someone breaks into their house and terrorizes them. So in that respect, neither the character development nor the story really matters ultimately. Um, I think if I have to give one the nudge for story, it's probably going to be your next. Okay. The, the component of the, the family dynamic, the idea that there's a, 
payout here for someone that there's the twist that someone has or someone within the family has organized this. Uh, that to me was um, I don't want to say that it was surprising because I, I saw it coming like right. a million miles away, <laughs> but I was okay with that. What I didn't know is which absolute dirtbag in this family was the one that was going to be responsible for this. And so when you do find out, I was so happy that you found out like halfway through the movie because then it didn't make that reveal the payoff. Right. The, pay the payoff was ultimately like it was the violence. Like it was the it was the it was the maiming. It was the killing. And and I loved it for that. Strangers has enough story in there. I think that the story to be had there is that there's interesting backstory on these characters, but ultimately the characters don't matter. Um, it doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter why they are. It doesn't matter that they were feuding. Right. You know, uh, she could have accepted the engagement and the story still would have turned out exactly the same way. There was oh, a late. Shit, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. You know, so like there's, there's a layer of drama there because there's, there's a coming together at the end, you know, so narratively it makes sense to add some sort of drama there and you have the characters drive your story. It's it's exciting for 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 a narrative because it's not lazy, right? Really, it doesn't matter. Whereas, like the story is integral to your next. Like you need, and it's not much story, but you need to have the story for it to make sense. Because ultimately, what drives the strangers? You were home, right? What your next? Well, you know, we got to kill all these people, but we have to leave these people alive because so there's an actual reason for things to happen so that's why i would give it to your next oh man so i was i was leaning strangers on this just because of because of the drama element of mm -hmm. the fact that um you know Liv tyler and scott speedman were were you know they were going through some shit and right. and then this happened and it kind of brought them back together but man, you have a really good point. Even if they had been there for a happy-go-lucky retreat because she had just accepted his proposal, yeah, this movie can still go exactly the same way. Nothing changes. Absolutely nothing changes. What one, one thing changes? His best friend doesn't show up to uh, to drive him home, but he could have called his best friend for anything. You know, yeah. hey, I, I left this thing. I know I know it's a it's a pain in the ass, man. But could you really help me out here? Do me a solid or guess what? He doesn't kill the friend. Yeah. Or just or it just uh, Dennis from You're Always Sunny doesn't just doesn't take a shotgun <laughs> blast yeah. in the face. <laughs> and so I was but that point, it really makes the your it really kind of negates the story idea behind strangers which i had not stopped to think about is as, as soon as you said that it kind of reframed everything i was looking at uh about the story for this whereas your next you're right the 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 little bit of story we have the familial uh relations getting the 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 upfront when we kind of get the the brothers don't all get along and they you know they think the one is is just kind of a pansy or whatever and all of that stuff, like I was kind of just chalking that stuff up to it not mattering much, but this is going to be one where I think you've swayed me in the fact that when it comes down to it, that, that drama, that story element of the strangers doesn't matter. And yeah. your next doesn't work as well without that story element, because while you're right, the, the violence and all of that that we're going to get to is there. And it drives a great movie in your next. Some of the tension in your next really does come from the idea of not knowing exactly who's playing what sides and who's going to figure everything right. out. Uh, and so, man, I thought I thought I knew which way I was going to go with this one, but. I, I think you're right. I think that when it comes to story, because of the fact that ultimately you change what's a major plot point in The Strangers and the movie plays out exactly the same, whereas you change who the who the people working with the, the invaders in your next are, you change that person and the story does change. 
it does mm -hmm. become something very different when it's not her boyfriend anymore purposefully trying to keep her alive because he needs an unrelated witness you change who is working in that situation and now you do have a different movie so i'm i'm gonna have to throw mine behind your next as well because yeah like that's you're you you made a very good point i was i was so ready to, to talk about this how there was this great story of them finding love in a hopeless place and realizing how much they needed each other. But ultimately it doesn't matter. And when you, when you, when you square it up that way, man, it, it does make it yeah. seem less because I was, I was totally on board with this idea of not realizing what you have until it's all taken from you and all of these like themes that I'd kind of found. And, and yeah, they're still kind of there. They are there. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're absolutely still there. But when you can take that away and have the same movie, then while that's still a good story and it's just enough of a story, I think it's less than the story you get out of the other movies. So I got I to gotta throw my point behind your next on this one too. Yeah, and you know, people use that argument occasionally where it's like, oh, you know, the, this character didn't matter in a movie or this you know plot line didn't matter in a movie. And most times, like, they're really kind of like, micro focusing on something and and ignoring all this other stuff and it's like no the movie needs this to work people say that all the time about raiders of the lost ark that whether indiana jones is in it or not that the it plays the out the same. the same way and it doesn't <laughs> that's that's something that uh big bang theory put out years ago and people latched onto it you know because they think they're nerds or whatever and, and it's like <laughs> no the Nazis don't find the Ark without Indiana Jones. That's the whole reason why they want him to get involved because he's the only one who knows where Abner Ravenwood is. Right. You know? So, um, so it, no, you know, for most movies, I think like story is important. It just isn't in yeah. the strangers. And the thing is that the real life story of what, um, what it's it's not really based on, but like what influenced it, which is the Manson murders, right is insane like that story is crazy and like uh, i don't know if you've ever read helter skelter it's quite I have, a read yes uh it, i mean and, and it's it's a tome we're talking about like almost 600 pages here but fuck what a story like that's a story and this is based on that story and it does a good job of giving you the sense of what it would have been like had it happened today right yeah like uh it still doesn't matter Okay, so sidebar, yes or no, Indiana Bones is a good name for a dog. Absolutely. Okay, just just wondering. Just <laughs> Yeah. Also, so is Indiana Jones because so it was the Indiana dog's Jones, name. That was the dog's <laughs> name, yes. But uh yeah, no, I remember I, I remember seeing that episode of Big Bang Theory and I was watching it with my buddy Lewis and he was like, Man, that is a good point. And I was like, the hell it is. Like, yeah. no, it's it's not the same. Like the yes, they found it, and yes, the government ended up with it, but nobody finds it if Indiana Jones isn't involved. Right. So yeah, so uh, like and um uh, I you know what? I've read Helter Skelter, and I know that it says that like this is based on true events. I just kind of assumed it was based on the true event of sometimes people break into people's house and murder right. them. Like, <laughs> because that is a true event, right? I just right. I didn't realize that so much of the inspiration was drawn from that. Um, and now I can kind of draw a few more parallels, but yeah. 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 Interesting. Interesting there. All right. So and, and you know what I think is most interesting about this is that you and I don't know where the other is going to line up so we are like inadvertently convincing the other yeah yeah to, yeah, yeah. to vote with them and and we don't even know yeah, so well, you, you got me on that one because i was ready to go strangers so well let's let's see if you can get me on this one the next thing we're going to focus on here is uh, oh wait sorry point you're next there we go <laughs> point given to your next uh so the next thing we're going to focus on here is style and this is one where, um, even though these are both technically home invasion movies, these are both uh, similar in many, many ways. Style is drastically different. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think these movies could be more diametrically opposed. So uh, com comparing the more sober, um, dark and gritty strangers with the more balanced and um, comedic take of your next. And it's not always funny, but when it is, it, it really is. Where do you fall? 
So this is one that when I saw it on there, I was like, man, okay, because these are so different, right? So we're, we're, we're comparing, mm -hmm. we're comparing drastically different things and we're having to pick a winner and that's fine. This is the situation we put ourselves in, right? So I'm going to start with your next. Your next does a wonderful job of hearkening back to those 80s style yeah. grindhouse horror movies, super creative ways to kill people funny when it needs to be funny some great stings at the very end where like the last thing you see is the the axe swinging down and you just get the blood splatter that says yeah. you're next it does a bunch of those things really well uh I, and it's super creative super creative with some of the kills right i mean some of those things are straight out of some friday the 13th movies or yeah. and if and if not would fit perfectly in a friday the 13th movie so there there's a lot to that one but when you when you unpack your next what you essentially end up with is grown up home alone right it's yep. you 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 get this movie that that's funny that's that's got some action it actually kills the people who are breaking in which let's face it kevin kevin McAllister would have killed those people many I mean, times over yes yeah, so many times like there's <laughs> so many of these, those traps are not survivable with the way that uh henry and marv take them but harry and marv yeah and so yeah. So you essentially get an action movie almost that has mm -hmm. some scary moments in it. And while that is great, if that's what you're, if that's what you're in for. And, and when I watch your next, that's what I'm excited to see. I'm excited for these moments where just the shit is hitting the fan and, you know, how is she going to get her way out of this one? You know, but you you get some great stuff where they're just picking people off with a crossbow from outside and they're they're hiding behind the chairs. You get some really tense moments, but they're packaged inside the box of action. Mm -hmm. Whereas the strangers approaches tension in the polar opposite way. The strangers approaches tension as you can't breathe. Because you don't know, you you never know what's going to happen next. And every time you think you know what's going to happen, they manage to they manage to swerve you just a little bit, just enough. And so you get all of this tension. They do the the great scene where she's plugging in her phone to charge, and you just kind of barely see the bag head guy, and he's yeah. not. And he's all the multiple times in this movie, they're just in the background, slightly out of focus. And then, but then when they do stuff, it's big, dramatic moments. And so the, the tension payoff is way different. Whereas the, the tension of your next pays off in, in some grandiose kill, mm -hmm. the tension of strangers pays off with a moment where you're like, okay, at least I know what's happening right now. And I can breathe again. The payoff in the tension of the strangers is higher tension. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's it's, um, it's it, nonstop. It, it it is nonstop. There's um, well let let me let you finish. Yeah, no, so and <laughs> so I, I and I also stylistically when you look, their lighting wise and some of those things, they are so different. Mm -hmm. When you look at the strangers, everything is always so dark. There's a light in another room. There's a flashlight. There's a there's a fire in the fireplace. That's everything you get. And it closes that movie in on you. When I watched The Strangers Monday night, I turned off every light, right? I just, I was, I was gonna only get watch that movie with the light that they gave me. And that the the I just I felt squeezed. Mm -hmm. I, I felt the tension of that movie nonstop. And it it was the the payoff for it is so often is so good in the fact that sometimes you're right. The payoff is just, oh, shit, nothing happened. And then you're just and so I think that when we look at the style of the two films, if I'm watching these two movies, if ultimately my goal is to be scared then The Strangers is the way to go here because of the style that, that it was presented to me with. And I think that when I look at these two movies side by side, stylistically, the one that I prefer is The Strangers because when I watch a movie like this, uh, a home invasion movie, what I'm looking for is to be terrified. 
and everything they did in the strangers did that for me more than your next. So point strangers. Um, I'm also going to go that way as well. So double points to strangers for this. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that your next is so balanced a movie that um, I think of it as just a movie. Right. Um, and although like the, the kills are gory and, yeah. and, the, and, and the violence is over the top and it's, it, it's great. It's very much an 80s slasher. Um, I think it doesn't commit enough to any one of those things because of that balance. And like, it's the perfect balance here. Yeah. You know, so I'm, I'm, I'm not flaw, um, saying it's flawed for its balance because it's not because it's perfect in what it does. But if we're ranking styles here, like the strangers is a style unto itself. Like it's, it's, um, it's very 70s, it's very gritty, it's very grindhouse, but it feels very much like a product of its time. It right. feels like it was filmed in 2008, despite the fact that if you pull like the instances of cell phone use out of there, you basically have a timeless movie. Yeah. Uh, and, and they very easily could have used just like landlines in there and you have the same exact movie. So as much as um, stylistically, it feels like a product of, of the aughts, it, it doesn't. And it feels like something that's very 70s. So it, it has its own style, which wasn't replicated in the sequel. And I love the strangers pray at night. Oh yeah. It's, it's fantastic, but it doesn't feel like the strangers. It feels like something new. Yeah. It feels like something different, um, which I applaud um, uh, Bertino, who did not direct it, but he did write and, and produce it. I applaud the direction that they took it in because of that. It was like, no, no, let's not replicate what we did. We did that perfectly. Let's do something else and do that perfectly. I feel like Strangers Pray at Night and You Are Next draw more parallels as far as style goes. Right. The Strangers for me, I, I, I said it before, the tension that it builds um, like this movie could be called high tension. Yeah. And this, this, and this should be the movie that gets the name high tension. Absolutely. Right. Because um, it is, I think like one of the most tense movies I've ever seen. Um, when we were still deciding whether or not we were going to do this head for head uh, or head to head, uh, you said, okay, I'm, I'm going to try to watch it. And I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to try to watch strangers too. However, I've seen strangers so many times that I could, I could have done this without it. Right. Uh, like it is legitimately one of my favorite horror movies of all time. I would put this in my top 10 horror movies of all time. Um, and don't let that sway you one way or another with where I'm going to go with, with these things, because your next really blew me away here. But from the 14 minute mark to the 30 minute mark, all it is is mounting tension. Yeah. And it mounts and mounts and mounts until like you have literally sent messages from your brain to your lungs. Take a fucking breath because you're going to pass out. Yes. It's insane when 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 he finally walks into the room and you're like, holy fuck, where did where did the sackhead guy go? Yeah. You know, like that's when you're like, oh, I can breathe again. And that's the only time after the 14 minute mark that you're allowed to breathe. Everything <laughs> else is simply like, let's, let's ratchet up a notch. Let's go up one more. Right. Um, and what's, what's insane is that the movie's already on 10. Once he walks in like yeah. those 15 minutes, they're like, that's it. We've got you everything from there on. It's like, 10's not the highest number on this amplifier. Let's go to 11, <laughs> right? But it doesn't just go to 11 because literally every scene ratchets up one more. That amount of tension, that amount of, of, of building suspense with like no payoff until the end is, um, I mean, there's like little moments of payoff where you're like, okay, they got away at this moment, but you know that it's not over. Yeah. It's it's insane to me that 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 is possible. Um, we said this before with uh, I think it was Smile that it's horror edging. 
<laughs> yeah, that's that's what yeah. this is. It's delayed gratification. It's 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 convincing yourself. Don't come yet because <laughs> it's gonna be spectacular. It's gonna be so much better if you can wait. If you can wait, that's exactly what this is. And I think of these two movies as Return of the Living Dead and Day of the Dead. Two zombie movies that came out in exactly the same year, both in the summertime. Like these, these are two movies that, although the content is similar, could not be more diametrically opposed. The interesting thing is where I prefer Return of the Living Dead to Day of the Dead. And that's saying something. I've right. gone on record many times saying I love Day of the Dead. Return of the Living Dead does horror comedy so well that it's just to me there's it's almost no contest the opposite is true here where the strangers does tension so well there's nothing that can compete with it yeah i agree man point strangers all right so as we move forward um when i was when we were talking about the style i would say that ultimately what this comes down to for me is what is what I'm looking for when I go to watch a movie like this. And what it comes down to is does this damn thing scare you? Mm -hmm. And so again, finding very different ways to be scary, but two movies that definitely do succeed in scaring at times, which you got to give a point to one or the other, which one did you like the scares better in? So there's, there's two things that you have to look at here and you kind of have to choose one or the other. One is kills and the other is um, scariness, Um, like fright, right? Um, Because there's three kills in The Strangers. Yes. That's it. And one of them isn't even done by any of The Strangers. Right. Uh, It's an accidental death. So, um, and and, and, and the two kills don't come until the very end of the movie. And you know it's going to happen. Right. But you're so caught up in the moment that, like, you think maybe maybe they're going to escape, right? Um, and, in fact, we still don't even know if one of them is a death. Correct. So two confirmed, one unconfirmed. And your next is just death after death after death. I mean, like, the, the and the deaths are spectacular. They're really great. Slicing throats, machetes to faces, uh, axes to heads, um, and maybe the most inventive one in the entire movie, a fucking blender to the scalp. The blender, man. Wow. Fucking blender. Yeah, like I, there was an audible wow that left my <laughs> mouth when that happened. So um, I have to give it, though, to strangers because – I I keep telling myself as I watch this movie, it's not based on a real event because it is so realistic in its depiction of fright, its depiction of terror, that to me, that's really scary. Like no one is going to break into my house to kill me so that they can get a payout. Right. I'm not worth that much. but if someone wanted to break into my home terrorize me and kill me because i was home that's a possibility and there's there's a lot of parallels i think between strangers and the original halloween right uh you know this this idea that you know well it's it's random and here's a masked man and you know masked people in strangers who is you know just decided you you're the one why because i saw you yeah and um everything down to the fact that like the opening credits are the color orange you know like how often do you see orange credits like any horror movie that comes out after 1978 that uses orange font it's an homage to to halloween right there's no other there's no other way to look at that so um There's a lot of that there, and that's what I think is most scary about the original Halloween, and it's what is most scary about The Strangers. It could happen to me. It could happen to you. It could happen to anyone, and it could be any of these people that you see before you. 
anyone, your best friend at work, your uh, your brother, your sister, it could be grandma. Who the fuck knows? How well do we know anyone? And the fact that we never get to see their faces in the original movie, I love that we don't get that payoff. Yeah. Because ultimately it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who these people are in the same way that it doesn't matter who the people they're killing is because it could be anyone. Yeah. You know? I, I, look, I'm, I, I'll am i go. I'll, I'll say my point at the top because, yeah, my point's going to go to the strangers on this one too. And go. I think that it boils down to just a, a small handful of things. One, I think that ultimately, I think because you were home is one of the most terrifying taglines. That, yeah. that, that a movie has ever created. And for, for all of those reasons that you said, because you're right. Yeah, no, nobody, I'm, I'm not worth $7 million. You know, nobody's, <laughs> nobody's getting much out of me if, if yeah. they're, if they, if they're looking for some sort of payout, but yeah, I'm, I'm home a lot. Right. I'm <laughs> so, worth, I'm, I'm, I'm worth more today than I was a week ago. Um, right. <laughs> I've got less student loan debt. There you go. But, but that's and, just about it. Yeah. And so, <laughs> I, I think that when you look at when you look at that part of it, that is that is just that is horrifying. Yeah. And then along those same lines, I love the fact that even though they take off their masks at one point in the movie, they still never actually show us their faces yeah. because they are representative of the just the anybody who might do this. And this is the type of thing where this is fear that doesn't need a face. This is fear that, that just you need to be afraid of this because this is something that could happen. The realistic nature that's buried in the strangers, I think really sets this a big, big step above being scary compared to your next. I think that when you when you look at yeah there there are some there are some great moments in your next that we're going to get to on our ne- in in our next category <clears throat> but most of them pay off in ways that aren't as scary they're they're great payoffs but they're not as scary you you made the you made the uh day of the dead return of the living dead comparison earlier for this category I want to make the alien aliens uh, comparison. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. When you look, Aliens is no doubt a scary movie, but it's an action movie with scary parts. Alien right. is a horrifying movie about something that you can't wrap your head around slowly killing you or killing your friends. And when I look at these two movies, when I look at your next, I get this great action movie that has some scares in it. But when I look at The Strangers, I get this big idea of there being three people that fate could bring together, and all of them are okay with the idea of just killing random people with no rhyme, reason, or purpose. And that is something that I can't analytically wrap my head around. Even though I know it's something that happens, I know that there are people in this world who sometimes the crazies just fit together and then the, the, the puzzles complete and it's just pure chaos, but it's not something that I can fully comprehend. The fact that there are people who would kill for fun blows my mind. And I listen to a true, true crime podcast every once in a while, you know, I watch a documentary, Mm -hmm. but it still will always just be something unbelievable to me and this movie does an amazing job of personifying the idea that there are people like this without giving you a an an actor who becomes the face of of the 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 insanity you you don't you don't give me somebody that I'm like oh it'll be just like you know like Willem Dafoe if he was in this right like they don't give me <laughs> right that um, might be scary though that would probably be scarier um they yeah. don't give me an actor to put to that they don't give me a, a a type of person to try to avoid you know unless the idea is just yeah avoid people who wear bags on their heads that's that's pretty <laughs> safe advice anyway right so 
I think that this is the one category where these two movies are just the, the, the ravine between these two movies when it comes to scariness is, is insurmountable because there's just never a moment in the strangers where you're not kind of scared. Now, since this episode is, is probably not going to be one of our longer ones. I've got to tell this a story real quickly about the scariest thing that happened to me um, while watching the strangers the very first time. And then the hilariousness that ensued. So, (laughs) 2008, 25-year-old Daniel goes to the theater to see Strangers. It's on its way out. It's playing in the smallest theater of the multiplex, and I'm the only one in there. Oh, so, okay. So I'm watching The Strangers on the big screen, theater by myself, just convinced in my head the entire time that somebody from this movie theater is going to sneak up behind me and scare me, right? I was like, it's because it, it's like the middle of the day on a Wednesday. It was summer break, right? Nobody has anything right. on them. And so I'm, I'm watching this movie. And I, so I'm tense because the movie's tense. I'm tense because I'm convinced that some board theater employee is going to try to scare me. And the absolute scariest thing that, that I've ever seen put to film happens. And now, if you've seen this movie, as I tell this story, you're going to understand why it doesn't make sense. But this is my first time seeing it. So uh, Speedman and, T- and Tyler are in the house. They hear the knock on the door. They walk over. He opens the door. And all of the sudden, the picture of the movie inverts uh, top to bottom, completely flips upside down, and the audio starts running backwards. And so I'm like watching this, and then I shit you not, the second he closes the door back, it reverts. So I'm sitting there thinking, one, that is fucking terrifying. Two, (laughs) that is genius. I'm thinking this is part of the movie. And I'm like, and I'm like, I'm like, this is, I was like, whoever is directing this, that was so genius because no, you know, now I have no idea what their conversation was like. I have no, I I have no like lead into what's going to happen next. So I'm sitting here thinking, so then as the movie plays out and then like we've said, it goes on to not matter who they are. Mm -hmm. That moment in my head kept building and building is this genius moment in filmmaking where you completely disrupt everything right there. Uh, The first time I saw the movie, I didn't know if she was asking if Tamara was there or whatever, Uh, because even like I said, even the audio was playing backwards. So I spend months thinking that this is one of the smartest things a director has ever done to set the scene for a movie. Fast forward, hanging out at the bar with some friends and somebody was like, Hey, have you seen the strangers? I'm like, yes. And so we're talking about it. And I go into this full blown tirade (laughs) about how genius this moment is sitting around three other people who have seen the movie while they all just stare at me. Like I am an idiot and i was like why i finally why are you all staring at me and it didn't happen for any of them (laughs) because it was just it was it was either it was either just a crazy snafu or somebody up there running the camera was having a good time and knew exactly how and when to mess with it i will never know but (laughs) it was one of the scariest things that has ever happened to me in a theater because it set everything at such a weird tone that when you're talking about those moments yeah. where you can't breathe. It's disorienting. Everything. I kept waiting for it to happen again. I kept being like, when's the next time everybody's going to start right. talking backwards and things are going to get weird? <laughs> <laughs> And so if you have the ability to watch The Strangers and you place that one scene, flip the picture upside down and make the audio run backwards, it's even scarier. It's the DeBona cut. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, That's, so that I, is my cut. I, I actually have a Stranger story as well. It's not for the first time that I saw it, though. So we rented it. Um, so this comes out in 2008. Um, Stephanie and I got married in 2009. So uh, we were the first of our friends to get married, right? Um, right. So I'm, I'm 22 years old. We've got an apartment to ourselves, and we're basically playing house. Like, we have no idea what the fuck we're doing. <laughs> and it, it was basically just like all the shit that you would do at your parents' place when they were out of town. Now we could do all the time. Right. So our friends were coming over, getting trashed, and just like sleeping on our couch. 
Right. So it's like, I don't know, midnight, one o'clock in the morning when we're like, let's go rent a movie. <laughs> so we we go rent The Strangers. We come back, put it on, watch the whole thing. Um, we're all like fucking stoned and drunk and shit. Movie ends. Credits start to roll. There's a knock on my door. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I shit you not, we looked at each other and we're like, we don't remember that from when we saw it in theaters. <laughs> and there's a knock on the door again. And so, like, I am, um, you know, and this is, of course, very toxic masculinity, but I'm the man in the house, you know? <laughs> So I walk up to the door and I look through the peephole and there's two guys out there and I don't know who the fuck these guys are. I'm like, okay, I've got a baseball bat right by the door. I always keep a baseball bat by my front door. So I crack open the door and then I think, you know what? If these guys are coming here to do harm, they can push open that door and come in here and do whatever they want to our friends. Right. I'm like, all right, I'm going to take the baseball bat with me outside. So I go outside and I greet these guys with a fucking baseball bat. <laughs> and mine, it, this, I mean, it's like three o'clock in the morning. Nothing good ever happens at three o'clock in the morning. So, scientific fact. I step outside and the guy asks for someone who doesn't live at my house. Oh, fuck it. I, I don't know the name that he said. Um, it was a girl's name though, right? And he might as well have said, "Is Tamra home?" <laughs> and and I was like, "No." And he's like, "What you you don't know her?" I'm like, "No, I don't know who the fuck you're talking about." I said, "It's three o'clock in the morning, and I'm in here with my friends, my wife, her friends, and you're knocking on my door." So I try to be like tough guy, you know, right? Man, right? You know, and. He was like, you're not, and he threw out some name. I'm like, do I fucking look like that's my name? And uh, of course I do because, you know, we're all fucking Latinos here in Miami, <laughs> right? So whether it was Enrique or Luis or something like that, it's like, yeah, I do fucking look yeah, like that. Yeah, you do name. look like that's your name. And he was like, I'm like, you don't know what this guy fucking looks like, the guy you're asking for? And he was like, no, man, he, he raped my sister. Jesus. I guess that was his sister that he was looking for. And I said... Well, listen, man, I hope you find him, but I'm not him. You got to get the fuck out of here. And like, that's when he noticed that I was holding a baseball bat because like I brought it up like onto my. my right. And he was like, oh, I'm sorry, man. I'm like. Get the fuck out. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so I walked back inside and like everyone, there's like 10 people. And it was like a one bedroom apartment. <laughs> there's like 10 people in there and they're all like looking through windows. Like all I walk inside and they were like, what did he want? Because <laughs> oh they're all fucking shitting themselves because we're just having the stare down. Right. And I'm a little dude. I'm five foot five. Right. And like, even if this guy was average, he's towering over me. And, but I, I'm fucking, I, I get stupid. <laughs> sometimes and and i don't back down so that's 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 my yeah it's that that miami machismo uh that's that's my scary stranger story that's wild dude yeah oh yeah so wow what, what that's that's insane that we have uh two yeah. different you know scary connections to that interesting well and this leads us to other people like us average joes the survivors right uh or the hopeful survivors right two movies that treat survivors uh you know the cast really uh i was going for alliteration here um very differently and their purpose is very different and how they're developed is very different where do you stand on this this one this one is tough because uh, essentially when you when you look at these when you look at these two, you've got you've got the strangers, you've got two people who are facing what don't even seem like insurmountable odds, right? Two mm -hmm. on three, it seems like maybe somebody gets out of that, right? But then you throw in just psychosis, 
I guess, um, on the three, right? And and, and you you've you've got you're you're dealing with a whole different beast. Whereas in the other movie, you've got uh, the chick from Step Up. Uh, she's she's got a real name too, uh, Sharni Vinson. There you um, go. You uh, <laughs> you uh, you've got her who is just suddenly, in the words of her boyfriend, really good at killing people. Right. And so <laughs> I think that that there there are two ways to approach this, and the way that I'm going to come at it is I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm going to go with the one who I enjoyed the characters the most. And that is your next. I really liked the, the idea of, of her suddenly just, just flipping this switch. Aaron, that was her name. Aaron just flipping the switch and becoming no longer damsel in distress. You know, she was, she was going to be final girl, but she wasn't going to luck into it. You know, she was going to manifest her ability to be final girl. And she was going to bring that to fruition through whatever means necessary. Aaron took a beating. I mean, and she, she just kept on and kept on and just, she, she wins and she, she takes them all out. She gets creative with it. She works her ass off in this situation where she doesn't know. She knows one person out of this cast of people. She's mm-hmm. meeting all of these other people. She takes charge immediately and she becomes a, I mean, you're, you're rooting for her. Yeah. Where, whereas in the strangers, I, I wasn't really rooting for anyone. I was just kind of hopeful that maybe they were going to make it out alive, but it was mm-hmm. just, I was just that when I was just, I was along for the ride. When I was watching your next, I, I felt I got I got that feeling you get when you're watching when you're watching a, a, a football game and you feel like your enthusiasm is bleeding through the screen and you're you're pushing your team to victory. That's the feeling I get when I'm watching your next mm-hmm. is that I, that I'm so involved in in Aaron making it through that that I'm helping her out and suddenly her victories become my victories and I'm excited for all of the things that she's doing in order to ensure ensure her survival. So uh, when it comes just down to survivors, characters as a whole, you've got a lot more to look at with your next. You do yeah. get, and you, you get some person, you, you get some personalities, you get some people who create a story that makes the movie possible and makes it make sense. But ultimately with just the category name being survivors, I'm all in on Aaron. She was, I mean, she's a, she's a draft pick. Like in mm-hmm. final girls, yeah. honestly, like if you're, you're doing a final girls draft, you're doing a final girls mountain. She's making the short list. Yeah, she is. Because she clawed and scratched her way to the top. And it was, it was a lot of fun to watch. And it was, it was, it was an incredible ride. She's Sarah Connor level. Final yeah. Um, and for, for uh, any of the newer listeners out there, um, I fully subscribe to the philosophy that the original Terminator is a slasher uh except there's not very much slashing it's more shooting uh but it is treated exactly like an 80s slasher uh and sarah connor is a final girl and if you disagree it's your right to do so as a human being but you are wrong i just want you to know that so it's our our official stance as a podcast (laughs) (laughs) um dude i'm i'm also giving the point to your next here and uh it's kind of unfair because you have so many more characters to help drive this point home with. But to the point that you made, even if every other character sucked, Aaron is so good that that alone carries this movie to the top for the survivors category for me, because the characters are well-defined in the strangers right uh the characters feel like real people in the strangers and that's part of where the terror comes from that it feels like this is something that it's almost voyeuristic that you're watching something actually happen your next feels like a movie yeah. your next uh they're all caricatures but here's the thing is that they are hysterical they're so funny because ty west as Tariq, yeah <laughs> He's the first one to die, but fuck, he's hysterical. 
He's so funny when he goes into that explanation of what an independent film or underground film, right? An yes. underground film festival is. That's really funny. Yes. <laughs> and Joe Swanberg as Drake is fucking piss your pants funny. And he's one of the biggest dicks I've ever seen in a movie. Yes. It's it's like it, it's like fucking Ron Jeremy dick. Right. And and it's it's like, you know, oh, you, you, you know what I like? I like commercials. I'm like, I, I fucking snorted. I chortled. And I'm like, what a fucking ass wipe this guy is. But he makes you laugh. Yeah. So like these characters and these are side characters. They're not the main characters. They are really, really good. Also, any movie where I get to watch Barbara Crampton act, I'm in. I fell in love with her many, many years ago. And anytime I see her, I'm just like, I'm happy. Yeah. I'm happy because uh, she went from like smoking hot, like I will never, ever be good enough to get you to like now that you're um, – older right she's not old but old right um maybe back when i first fell in love with you i might have a shot with you now right <laughs> um it, and 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 she's like she's she's actually got acting chops is the other thing you know she's not just a pretty face because yeah. like she plays different characters in all these movies right and she uh very recently i think it was last year came out with one with uh, a minor character from this, uh, Larry Fessenden, who plays like the the, the first guy that, that gets it. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the guy who's like with the like the sugar daddy guy. Or yeah, the sugar daddy guy. Uh, they are both in a movie called Jacob's Wife, which is a, a vampire movie um, that approaches it from like the, the feminist point of view. Fucking spectacular. Uh, like, it is really, really good. And I think Crampton either wrote or directed or produced or something like, and, and it's just really good. So anytime I see her, um, like, automatically, like, it's not even fair. The characters are going to win in that one. Uh, and she's one of the first ones to die, too. But fuck, it's enough, man. It's enough. You know, so uh, uh, like I said before, you can take all the other characters away and Aaron is enough. But when you start adding all of these other layers in there, it's like, there's this character, there's this other character. And then there's this other one, you know, um, it, it can't be anything other than your next for this. Right. Uh, agreed. Mm -hmm. So as we get into our final category, I think we've got a tie ball game here. We do. It's and possible so, that we end up with a, it is, a, a tie it game. Is, it is completely mm -hmm. possible. So it's time for us to look at ultimately what this is going to come, what, what it's going to come down to. And that is what we're calling the stalkers, mm -hmm. the people who the, 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 the evil, the antagonists, the people who are driving these movies. When you look at the, the bad guys in your next and you're the strangers. I mean, who do you give the point to, man? This is the one where I knew right away where I was going, and it's the strangers. Um, that trio of of villains, I think, is one of the strongest that has ever been committed to film. They are iconic, and you're talking about two movies, and the image of these characters strikes fear in the hearts of people. Yeah, so much so that like when it was just the one movie, when it was just the strangers people would not shut the fuck up about when are we getting the next one? When right. are we getting the next one? It took 10 years to make the next <laughs> one. And when the next one came out, guess what? It was fucking spectacular. And these killers were just as fucking good. I love these characters. I could watch them in anything. Yeah. Fucking put them in the new Super Mario Brothers movie and I'll go fucking <laughs> watch that shit. All right. Put them in anything. And it's going to be spent fucking spectacular. There's a new trilogy that's coming out. Really? That is, yeah. And I'm not exactly sure how they're going to do it because, you know, there's a couple of deaths that happen in that second one. Um, mm -hmm. But I don't know if it's a reboot 
or if it's taking place before the events of the first one, or if there's a new group of strangers that are going to come in. I don't know. All I know is that if they can give me characters like this, I'm in. And Henry Rollins is directing all three of them, by the way. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they're, they're, they're not skimping on it. Um, for me, though, one of the things that I think is most amazing about this movie is that with one line, they are able to let you know that this has happened before and it will happen again. Right. At the very end of the movie, when they come across the, you know, the Jehovah's Witness or the Mormon boys or whatever they are. Right. The Bible thumpers. Right. He says, are you a sinner? And she says, sometimes. And they bike away, and then the pinup girl comes around to to babyface, and she says, "Don't worry, it gets easier." Yeah, and that shit scares me so fucking much because it's like this thing that clearly weighed on you a little bit, you know, but you you still enjoyed it, right? It's like that first time that, you know, you you have a little bit of fun with yourself and you're like, oh, I, I was told not to do this, but it felt so good, <laughs> right? Um, soon enough, that guilt goes away and you're like, no, man, my body's a fucking wonderland. <laughs> so is this fucking murdering for these people. and And that is this crazy realization that people like this exist and that they think this way. It's like, man, I feel bad, but I feel good. And right. eventually the bad just goes away and it's just the good. And that's why you keep doing it. And, and so, so to me, as great as the moments that you, you get with um, the, uh, the, the killers in your next are, it's not about them. Right. Uh, it it could have been that guy's brother. It could have been someone else. Uh, you know, they they kind of throw some human moments in there with them. They're they're nameless. They're faceless, and you actually do see their face. And I I still don't don't connect with them the way that I connect with these nameless and faceless people in the strangers. Yeah. So on the surface here, this is this this matches up pretty evenly. You've got Baghead. Dollface and Pinup Girl versus, you know, Wolf Mask, Lamb Mask, Tiger Mask, right? You got right. three on three. You've got people who are breaking in. They're going to kill everybody who's inside. And and they they have their reasons, as, as vastly different as those reasons may be. But once you get past that surface level of the fact that this is three invaders and three invaders, I, I think that I think that the the strangers is untouchable. When it comes yeah. to the stalkers, I, I mean, they are they are characters who didn't need to say much. They are characters who were scarier almost when they weren't there, which is something that we didn't yeah. get out of uh, out of the three in your next. In your next, when they weren't there, you were kind of okay. Well, what's going to happen next? Let's see. Let's you know, Aaron's setting up this trap, or oh, I see. I, I see a knife in the corner of the screen. I bet that's going to come into play. You're doing all of that. The, the strangers are so damn scary that the only thing you can focus on is wondering when the next time you're going to have to see them is. Mm -hmm. When you're watching your next, you're excited about the next time that one of the guys in the mask is going to show up because that means you're going to get one of those cool kills again. Right? In the yeah. strangers even though your heart is about to stop, you're desperately hoping that you can go a few minutes without seeing one of them because they are just horrifying. They are just so damn scary that the out-of-focus image of one of them in the background is, is enough to just send your heart racing. Yeah. Plus, there is something about... The fact that most of the time when uh, Baghead is walking, you hear his boots mm -hmm. on that hardwood, except that one scene when he's stalking the friend uh, and completely silent footfalls. And it's like, this guy is wearing heavy boots. These are hardwoods. 
and that he is so conscious of everything he's doing that now this dude is on cat paws. And it again, when you look at little things like that, they just become so much scarier. And I think that, like you said, the 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 image of these three being so iconic really tells the tale of how scary this is. At, I mean, at its surface, before this movie, the doll face and the pinup girl, those are just like legit masks that people yeah. picked up at, at, a, at a spirit Halloween, right? But this movie breathed new life into them. It gave them a new purpose. It made an inanimate object as simple as a mask terrifying because mm-hmm. that's all it takes to become one of these characters when you're looking at the when you're looking at the killers from your next they've got weapons and tactical gear and they're yeah. they're wearing you know they're wearing all black and all of this these are three people who are dressed normally wearing weird masks and that makes them scarier it goes all the way back to all those things we've talked about it's the fact that these could just be any three people riding in a truck together because there's nothing aesthetically that makes them different or special. And I just, and that they're like calm, cool and collected dude. When you're talking, you're talking about like that one line that terrifies you when they actually stab, um, uh, Kristen and James, I just keep calling them Speedman and and Tyler, (laughs) Kristen and James, when they actually stab them, that moment is so, it's soothing for them mm-hmm. and their hands aren't shaking. They're not, they're not hesitating, but they're also not angry. It's not some type of thing where they're just slashing frantically. It's, it's release. It's, it's just this methodical, real steady pace of a stab. And I have never been stabbed. And so I don't know if there's a comparable difference, but in my head, a slow, steady stab hurts a lot more than if somebody just gets at you just one time real fast. Like Chucky, right? When Chucky goes at somebody with the knife, it's ha, ah, ah, ha, ah. ha. And yes, that hurts multiple times. But that slow, just knife inching into you. And then they just pass it to the next one because, hey, it's your turn. That level of, of just darkness that's so scary. So yeah, I, I think that this is one where my point definitely has to go to the strangers. Well, for those of you that are following along, there's a winner. There is. There with uh, there is, and it's the strangers. Um, and it's it's not a blowout. Uh, strangers basically. I mean, and we agreed on everything. Yes, here. we did. We did not um, split any points. No, uh, strangers won based on style, based on scares, based on the killers. Mm-hmm. Um, and your next shined in its cast of characters and its story. And I think that's a really accurate way of representing these movies. Um, so while strangers won our inaugural thriller throwdown. That's not to take anything away from your next. I absolutely loved it. Um, I remember when it came out and thinking that it was going to be like The Strangers. Right. And really wanting to to go see it. And for one reason or another, didn't get around to it. Fell off my radar. It's the kind of thing that it would pop back up on my radar anytime that someone would mention it. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I want to watch that thing. Uh, so I'm so glad that you suggested it. And that, number one, I liked it. But number two, that we had this idea to do this because I, I had a fantastic time doing this. I yeah. feel like um, like this was very laid back, very informal. And um, while I really like our, our standard format, I could definitely see us doing this for, you know, another maybe even Day of the Dead and Return of the Dead, you know, some, somewhere down down the line. Yeah, I mean this. This ended up. Uh, I, you know, as I was rewatching your next last night, I my biggest fear became that 
depending on how categories went, that this might become a landslide. And I didn't want that to happen because right. I didn't want it to seem like we were shitting on your next. Cause if your next had gotten its own episode, I think it, it would have, it would have ranked very well. It yeah. is a fun movie. Mm-hmm. Anytime I ever said anything that came across as negative, it's just because I'm comparing it to the strangers. Right. There are a, uh, there are a ton of movies that would not a home invasion movie that would not fare as well as your next did against the strangers. Like you said, it's, it's top 10. I mean, it's, this is a, an excellent movie. This is in, in college basketball terms, this is a quality loss for your next, you know, yeah. to, to <laughs> hang in there and, and to show that you can hang with a movie like the strangers is a big deal for a movie that came out three years later and did not see the success that the strangers did. So yeah, for even though strangers ultimately victorious here, if you are listening and you kept up with us and you haven't watched one or either of these movies, don't let the fact that the strangers won keep you from watching your next. It's a hell of a good ride. It's a fun movie. And uh, if you, if you've enjoyed the episode, you're going to like your next. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the metric would have been, but I'm pretty sure I would have given it a five. Like we're comparing two um, like perfect movies here. Right. But they're, yeah. they're perfect in their own way. For me, it just boiled down to what I prefer uh, in one specific area versus another. Because if we rearrange these categories, it's very possible for your next to have come out. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Because that was one thing I was like, man, if there's a category for kills, you know, that one's going to be a runaway. Right. But then when we, you know, we group it in with scares, it it, mm-hmm. it kind of evened out that playing field a little bit. So like we said, ultimately the strangers is the winner of our inaugural thriller throwdown. If you've enjoyed it, Make sure that you hit us up on social media. Tell us what two movies you think we should compare next time we do this. If you're wondering how to reach us on social media, you can head to shiverpod.com where you will find links to not only our episodes, where to watch them live, but also our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can reach out to all, you can reach out to us on all of those uh, social media out, uh, outlets. I try, to, I try to keep up with them. Things have been a little hectic here for the past few weeks, but I've been back on the Instagram, been having some fun. We've gotten some really good feedback with some of the ones that we've done recently. We did a red pill, blue pill. Where you that pick was one, so the good. Other three, the yeah. other three are gone forever. Um, had some really good feedback from that. So thank you to everybody who's reaching out to us on social media. We are back now. We are together. We're going to work on what our schedule's coming and make sure you watch there so you know exactly what movie we're going to be doing next week. Absolutely. So on behalf of all of us here at Shiver, fright you very much.